L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim, L'chaim. Giving us, we said already on Shabbos, already on Shabbos, we said have a shtickle, Tom of Eretz Yisrael, but to have it during the week, it's like a whole nother. To have it on Shabbos, it's, it's easy to get a Tom of Yisrael on Shabbos, because everyone's really holding Mechina Shabbos, but to get that during the week, it's a big, uh, it's a big schos. It's a big schos. And Shkayach, obviously, to Moshe for help, then Gunam also. You look at the beginning of the Parsha, what takes place at the beginning of the Parsha is a very odd word. The, the word which really the Parsha is named after, Vayakel. And it's a very odd thing. This, the Rishayim already deal with this. Rishayim discuss this Indian of Vayakel Moshe. Moshe Rishayim gathered all of Klal Yisrael. And he told him, he told him about Shabbos, told him about the Mishkan. Continuation of Chumat, Tetzal, Kisisa. Everything's continuing and really coming to a culmination, coming to a finish in Vayakel Bokudin. And the Swarm discussed that Moshe Rabbeinu never told, the Rabbanu Shem never told Moshe Rabbeinu to gather together Klal Yisrael. There's a concept of Hakel, where Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to gather, gather together all of Klal Yisrael, and Nashim Nashim Vataf. But over here, the Rabbanu Shem never told Moshe Rabbeinu to gather Klal Yisrael. Vayakel Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu gathers, who said that Moshe Rabbeinu needed to gather all of Klal Yisrael? And if this is the way that Moshe Rabbeinu always speaks to Klal Yisrael, so why are we waiting until Vayakel, to call it Vayakel? Normally it says, Vayidaber Moshe, Vayoymer Moshe, Suddenly here, Parsha's Vayakal, Vayakal Moshe, Moshe Benu gathers all of Kal Yisrael around. Why Tafka and Parsha's Vayakal? What's the Indian? Rashi tells us that Vayakal took place. Kippur, Moshe Benu came down with the second Luchais. Vayakal, he gathered everybody together to tell them about Shabbos and the Mishkan. Why Tafka and Kippur? So the Heilige Divrei, you saw the Moshe's Rebbe says such an unbelievable thing. And it sounds like a cute Torah. A lot of the Moshe's Rebbe's Torah sound like a cute Torah, but there's such a teeth cut in the Torah. I was thinking about this a lot today. I was, I was looking over uh, some Torah. I, look, I saw this Torah from the Divri Yisrael. And again, it sounds, it sounds like a cute Torah, but it's, it's such a teeth of Torah. The Moshe's Rebbe says, imagine for a second what Moshe Rabbeinu was going through. Moshe Rabbeinu went up. He was in Shemayim for 40 days. Lechem le'echalti, mayim le'shesisi. Moshe Rabbeinu is away from Klal Yisrael. But Moshe Rabbeinu is Raya Mahamna. Moshe Rabbeinu is the faithful shepherd of Kal Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu, as much as he's enjoying being up in Shemayim, as much as he's enjoying learning Torah from the Rabbani Shem himself, Moshe Rabbeinu misses Kal Yisrael. Anybody that's ever gone on either a business trip or a spiritual trip away from their family, those of us that are Zechat have wife and kids and know what it's like to leave a family, not just your parents and siblings, but to leave a wife and children. I'm sure Leif Moshe can tell us about that. It's away for like two, three weeks, right? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. And you come back home, and, and the first people that you want to see, the people that you really care about, the people that you really want to get together with, is your wife and kids. If you can arrange it that you come home and your kids are home, where the first, right when they come off the bus and they see you for the first time in a week or two weeks or three weeks that you've been away, there's a certain sense of simcha that takes place. And you give them a big hug. You tell them how much you miss them, and they tell you they tell you about how much they missed you, and there's a discussion, and you try to chazer over everything that took place over the, over the past two weeks that you were gone, and there's a certain sense of, of love and ahava that's felt when the parents come back home, or when the husband comes back home, the wife comes back home, that's felt at that moment when they come back home. My wife always tells me whenever I, whenever I go away, 
which happens occasionally. I have to leave my family, I go to Yisrael, go to Ukraine, go to Kavit Sadikim. You know, my kids, you know, somehow they got this musling in the head, they're supposed to bring them back something. His so wife tries to be mechanach them very strongly that the biggest present you can get is that Tati's coming back home. Tati was away for a week, for a Shabbos, for two weeks. He's coming back home. That itself is a present. And it's true. But Emma says, sure, that's really what they want. They want the father back home. I want to be back home with them. It's the greatest simcha in the world. Zakta Divrei Yisrael, Zakta Majat Zareb, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim. Moshe Rabbeinu was in Shemayim for 40 days. He left, Raya Mahamdal left Kla Yisrael for 40 days. What do you think the first thing that Moshe Rabbeinu wants to do when he comes back down from the mountain? He gives us a look and then he says, Hever, let's get together. Let's just sit together. Let's talk together. Vayakel, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu gathers Klal Yisrael because he missed Klal Yisrael. For 40 days he was away from his beloved people. For 40 days he was away from Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Klal Yisrael, let's get together. Let's sit together. Let's for brain together. Let's schmooze together. Let's talk together. Have the ability to teach you Torah. But let's get together just for the sake of getting together. Vayakel, Moshe. The Rabbanishim didn't tell him to gather them together. There was no tzivoy. There was no command. But there was nothing else that Moshe Rabbeinu could have done other than Vayakel Moshe. I'm away for 40 days. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I have to gather Klai Yisrael together. I have to see my beloved people. What's the oimek of the, what's the, oimek of the Torah? It's, it's nice. It's, we understand the relationship between Moshe Rabbeinu and Klai Yisrael. But the oimek, I think, is much more tifer than just the simple pshana what the Divrei Yisrael is saying. Klai Yisrael, done the Chet Egel. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu is again, Raya Mahamana, Moshe Rabbeinu did everything for Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu picked up Klal Yisrael in the Memtah Shari Tumah, and Moshe Rabbeinu slept us out of the Memtah Shari Tumah, brought us to our Sinai, allowed us to have the greatest giluyim possible, to have the Rabbanishim himself, Kaviyachal Seh, Anoichi Avayel, Lekecha. Now what Klal Yisrael do? Klal Yisrael did the Chetaygo. Klal Yisrael didn't just, you know, Kaviyachal go, be moirid b'malchas against the Rabbanishim. Also against Moshe Rabbeinu. Here he is. He's our leader. He's the one that gave us everything. He's the shliach from the Rabbanishim to pull us out, to bring us to our Sinai. And Klaisel does the Chet Egel. And how do you think Moshe Rabbeinu felt when he came down from, the heart, from our Sinai with the first Luchas and saw us Klai Yisrael dancing around the Egel, Eila Lehecha Yisrael. It was the biggest Moira, not just in the Rabbanishim, but also in the Rabbanishim shliach and Raya Mahemna. The sheep ran away from the shepherd and we went and we made believe that we had another shepherd. And Klai Yisrael felt that to some extent we lost our relationship with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is probably not interested in us anymore. Maybe this is what he has to do. This is what he was appointed to do by Hashem, to be our shliach, to be the Raya Mahemna, to be the leader. So fine. Very nice. He stood up for us. He, you know, he, he did what he needed to do. He went to bat for us. And he said, That was all very nice. But does Moshe Rabbeinu still care about us? Does Moshe Rabbeinu still love us? Moshe Rabbeinu still interested in us? That Klai Yisrael wasn't so sure about. He got us the second luchas. He did what he needed to do. That's what the Rebbe has to do. He has to make sure that the class continues, that everything's running smoothly. Moshe Benu made sure we had a second set of luchas. But does Moshe Benu still care about us after we did the Chet Egel? And when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down the mountain with the second set of luchas, and Vayakal Moshe Hashem, not because Hashem told him to do it, because Moshe Rabbeinu said, I want to sit together with Kali Yisrael. I want to be together with Kali Yisrael. Because I can't be anything without Kali Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is Megalat Klal Yisrael, the love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for them, and Memela, subsequently, the love that the Rabbani Shalom has for Klal Yisrael. When Klal Yisrael sees the way Moshe Rabbeinu feels about them after the Chet Egel, they start to understand the way the Rabbani Shalom feels about them after the Chet Egel. And therefore, the whole Indian of Vayakel is crucial 
for the, for, the, for the acceptance of the second set of luchais. That we're not just accepting another Torah, we're not just accepting another set of luchais, we're accepting Moshe Rabbeinu back as our leader. Moshe Rabbeinu is taking Klal Yisrael back as his beloved people. There's the Chibur, there's the Chavarshaft which is taking place in a way which is just as great, if not greater, than it was before Shvir Saluchas. We learned today, those of us who learned Dafyeim, we learned today the Gemara about Elisha ben Avuya. There's so much, so much to talk about in the Gemara, about the whole, the whole mistake of Elisha ben Avuya, what took place after, and Shuba banam Shevim, Chutzme Acher, the whole story, there's so much to talk about. What Elisha ben Avuya did, where he went wrong, and the story through Mayor and Mayor going, Mayor pushing him into Gehenna, Rabbi Yechon pulling him out of Gehenna. There's a lot to talk about in, the, in, in this short few lines of Gemara. But, but one Nakuda that, that comes out of the Gemara, which is such a Pashat and Nakuda, is if you look at what happened to Acher, right after he was, Kaitzitz Benetias, right after Acher was up there in the Pardes and was, you know, had some sort of Indian of, of Aydazara, some Indian of thinking that there's some sort of sheet of taking place. And Acher hears the Basko, which says, Shuvu Banam Shevavim, Chutzme Acher. And Acher gives up. Acher says, You know what? If I'm not going to have Elim Hava, so I don't care about Elim Haza, which itself is, we should talk about also at one point what that, what that means that a person gives up, doesn't have Elim Haba, so you give up on, on serving the Rabbanisham. What does one have to do with the other? Right, but that's, a, that's a separate shmuz. But the Baskal itself that Elisha Ben Avuya heard is also a, is a Tais. Right? And there's even a, there's a Shell in the Girsa and the Gemara, because the Gemara, the, 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 the Pashtas, the way we have the Gemara, doesn't make sense. Acher wasn't called Acher until he came back down out of the paradise, was with the Zaina, then, then showed the Zaina that he was Mechal Shabbos, but for Hesse, he didn't care. And then he said, Acheru, I am somebody else. But if you look at the Lashon of the Gemara, when it talks about the Basko, it also calls him Acher. It doesn't say, Shuvu Banim Shevavim, Chutzme Elisha Ben Avuya. It says, Shuvu Banim Shevavim, Chutzme Acher. Right? And again, there's, there's a Shal Nagir, so there are some that are Geris Taka, Shuvu Banim Shevavim, Chutzme Elisha Ben Avuya, because his name was only called Acher later on. Later, after he, after, after he met the Zaina, that's when his name was called Acher. But could be the pshat, why he was called Acher. Why, even when he heard the Baskal is called Acher, because that was his mistake. Elisha ben Avuya was taka called Elisha ben Avuya by the Baskal. But Elisha ben Avuya in his head already viewed himself as being Acher. In his head, he did one Avera, and he already heard that in Shemayim, they say, ah, you're Acher. You're not the same person that you once were. You fell. You're somebody else. It used to be Elisha ben Avuya. Right? Even the Zayna recognizes him and says, you're Elisha ben Avuya. You're the You're a mayor's Rebbe. You're the cream of the crop. And he says, nah, I'm Acher. I'm Acher. I'm somebody else. And it, was, it was he himself that heard the Baskal saying, Shuvu Banam Shevim Chutzme Acher. Could be the Baskal Taka said Chutzme Elisha ben Avuya. But he heard, he viewed himself as after the first Luchos, I'm ready, Acher. I'm never going to get back to my relationship with my Talmidim. I'm never going to get back to my relationship with my Rebbe. I'm never going to get back to my relationship with the Rabbanu Shem. I'm Acher. I'm somebody else. I don't have the ability to ever be Elisha ben Avuya again. And that itself was the biggest toys that Acher made, is that he thought that because he messed up once, because it was one Shvirus Aluchais, because it was one Ela Lehecha Yisrael, now I'm Acher, and I'm somebody else. And I'm never going to be Elisha ben Avuya again. I never have the ability to go back to that same place again. And maybe he hears the Baskal already calling him Acher, because he views himself as being an Acher. And that itself is his tais. The whole Indian of Parshas Vayakal, of Moshe Rabbeinu, of the second set of Luchais, of the Indian of Parshas of Machsa Shekel, the Indian of the Divas of Mishkan, all of this comes to teach a Yid that you're still Elisha ben Avuya. You mess up, you do something wrong, the Shvirus Aluchais, the Luchas are broken. You're still Elisha ben Avuya. You're not Acher. You're not somebody else. Your essence doesn't change because you do something wrong. Your essence remains the same essence. Yeah, there's Acher. The Taka is another part of you, which is called the Nefesh of Ahami, which got caught up in the world of the Yetzirah, the Ruach Shtus that got into you that did something wrong. And you have to Taka do Tshuva on that. But, but that's not you. That's not you. That's Acher. That's Taka something else. That's Taka somebody else. 
That's not you. You're still Elisha ben Avuya. You're still the same tzaddik that you were before you did that Avera. That's the avoid of Moshe Rabbeinu coming down. Vayato. Moshe Rabbeinu is gathering, gathering Klaus all together and saying, I still love you. The Rabbani Shem still loves you. You're not somebody else. I'm not just doing what I need to do to bring you the second Luchais. You're still holding in the same place. The Rabbani Shem should help us. We should be zeicha. Mechazik ourselves. We find ourselves in that place of Luchas being broken. This is the avoidah. The Kodesh HaKadoshim didn't just hold the second set of Luchas. It's Arain, Luchas, Veshivar Luchas. The Shivar Luchas were inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim because we need the Shivar Luchas. We need to know what it feels like to have Shivar Luchas and then to have the second set of Luchas and to realize that they're both in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Both the brokenness and the, whole, and the wholeness are all in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Meshem should help us. We should mechazek ourselves. We find ourselves in that place where we're in that place where we find we're looking at ourselves as being Acher. We should recognize that the Baskal is still calling us. Elisha ben Avuya. The Baskal is not calling us Acher. And Shemayim, they don't look at, look at us as something else and somebody else. When we do that, when we recognize the way Moshe Rabbeinu, Rai Mehemna looks at us, we recognize the way the Rabbanishim looks at us, we have the ability to look at ourselves in a healthy way, we'll be able to pull ourselves back up and be Zoycha to the second set of Luchas, which is even greater than the first set.